0: to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are mindset impact strategic catalysts helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hi, CEO Mr. Makers. Welcome back to Friday. And this is really where the rubber meets the road. We've gone from a high level mindset and energy and all of that to innovation and, and impacting the next generation and then subsequent generations after that. And now we get to actually put the tires on the road, point it in the direction we want to go and drive. So Mr. Nick Cavuto, tell me out of what we've already talked about, and especially this next chapter of helping these young men, you talked about the five key factors. Go into those for me. And actually, how are we going to look at this as daily life? I wake up in the morning. What do I do? How do I, how do I tackle my day so that when I go to bed, I've moved the needle, even, even a millimeter?
1: Yes. So five daily practices you know, that David Meltzer talks about. And you know, I just want to encourage everybody and. Mary, there's a video that David has online. It's right on YouTube, and it's the 5 Daily Principles. And I just want to encourage everybody to go watch that video. It actually says the 5 Daily Principles make you rich, which is so funny because it's such a hoodwink, and it's intentional. So people go like, oh, I want to figure out how to be rich. And then he teaches them these really strong principles about being a great human being. It's absolutely fascinating and really, really beautiful how it's structured. Now, what's funny is that I don't have them memorized yet because they're still inside of my journal from when I was with mm-hmm. David last time. But, you know, it's really centered around, I think, very, very practical ideas around how you can structure your life in order to find what is called the inspired life, not the outcome-based life. And so the outcome-based life is, hey, I want to achieve a sense of worth and value or acceptance and love through my ability to accomplish things for other people. And it's, it sounds noble. But it's outcome driven, and when things are very outcome driven, what happens is we get to the finish line, and then we go like, "Well, now what?" Yeah,
0: because
1: it's not in perpetuity; it's in milestones. And the milestones, when we cross the next milestone's not built, or if we're not aiming high enough, then what happens is we get to a place of where we go like, "I accomplished and I had success way too early," and that's where you land yeah. your back at thirty-three and go like. What, sucks.
0: Yeah, right. What's it about? And I agree with you when you're talking about outcomes and you judge yourself, one of the words that you used, when you judge yourself and compare yourself, if you meet it or you don't meet it, then you internalize the judgment of yourself. You're either good when you actually accomplish it or you're bad because you didn't. And really, you're not either of those things. You just are. Mm-hmm. And you keep moving forward and learn from that and grow from that. But when we attach to those things, is when we get into trouble. And I agree. Hey, CEO mischief makers, go back to Monday and uh, listen (laughs) to that conversation because that's where you get stuck when you really identify with those things. So tell me about you. Tell me about what are the things that you do every day to not just be attached to the outcomes, but to raise that energy, that vibration that you talked about?
1: Well, you know, a lot of the daily practice around that has been you know, really focusing on the, the energy side of like number one, David mentions is to start with your sleep. Like his day starts at 9pm on the day before, not at like 9am on the day after. Because mm-hmm. the whole process of sleep is really the decoding process of your subconscious mind. So he prepares his subconscious mind, he goes to bed, he's allowed the integrations to happen, wakes up, goes into meditation to deconstruct or defrag the download that came the night before. And that's been a practice that I've started having a lot of intentionality around which is just having a better sleep routine, focusing post-sleep routine in order to be still, to be calm, to be present and to take an inventory of my day. And this is one of the five daily practices, which I have in my little journal now, so I can walk you through it. But one of the five daily practices that's wildly important is knowing your what, and this is taking inventory of what you want for the day. Mm-hmm. So like post right? like 9 PM starts, you roll into the next day, 4 or 5 AM, you're up. Then you go like, okay, meditation. Meaning being present with, I was looking at effortless ease, being present with yourself for no judgment, comparison or criticism of yourself. You just be present with your thoughts. You just identify them and observe them. And then all of a sudden, all of the ethereal stuff starts popping once the mind calms with what it needs to achieve for the day. So after that infrastructure happens, step number one, know your what, take inventory of what you want for the day. And this is a huge thing. There's core values that David's taught me that have been just wildly life-changing. Core values into what is your personal, experiential, giving and receiving values. So personally, how can I help someone else? Experiential. How can someone else help me? Or what can I have that's an experience? That's why I'm traveling so much. Because movement equals manifestation. I'm moving because I'm on the go. The current is alive and it's shifting constantly. Looking at giving and receiving. Giving. What contribution? How can I pay it forward today? I can ask someone, hey, who here has 20 bucks? They come up, they give me 20 bucks and I give them a 100. How do I create a spread of $80 worth of paying it forward and of generosity so that others can receive? And the principle of receiving is really walking through life with open hands. Like I think it's our ability to receive that empowers everything in our life, not just the trading aspect of, yeah, I give to receive or I'm gonna receive and then give it back. It's like, that's quid quo pro, that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Receiving right. is just the ability to be present with something else that someone has to bless you with. And I remember my dad telling us early in life, never reject a blessing that god wants to give you through another person i mean this is a huge principle of like you know sometimes there's gonna be wild things that happen don't let your ego don't let your self get in the way of something that god has to give you and uh, that's always rang true in my life i politely usually decline once and then i have full acceptance and i'm I, i tell them like if you feel that this is something that god has placed on your heart to do for me then i'm open to it so that's been one of the big daily principles just identifying those four things And and I mean, secondarily, you know, is the who, you know, it's when when you figure out what you want, because most people don't know, then you can drive into the who, which is figuring out truly who can help you and who you can help. And that starts driving deeper into the practical steps of like, hey, now that I know what I want, now that I've identified and assessed my world, now I can go like, well, who can I help with what I want and who can help me? It's so simple, right? Isn't it wildly (laughs) practical? Yeah. And yet when we talk about shifting, These are some of the very practical things that you can do. So those are two out of the five, and I could go into more detail, but i love your reflection on those so far.
0: Yeah. That intention of what really sets us outside of ourselves, right? It really starts us on that path of really, what am I here to do today? And I say this every morning that I wake up. All I want to do is talk to interesting people doing extraordinary things and help In any way I can for them to do those extraordinary things, participate in it. That's all I want to do. I just want to participate in as many extraordinary events, extraordinary paths, adventures that I possibly can. That's a what. That's not a who. Mm I could have somebody on my calendar I've never met and someone on my calendar that, you know, or, or on social media that I connect with, it's whomever that might be. And then I can be intentional on who, if I want, once I figure out the what, but I get that that's kind of counterproductive of everything else I've heard to start with the what and then go to the who, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because even I've coached people in the past until I was shown a different way. And a lot of times that we do, right we know what we know and our level of awareness is in connection to our level of responsibility and when you take more responsibility you can communicate the changes you want to make and then it starts to loop all over again and your awareness increases and you go like well i was right about that but wrong about that one part because <laughs> i've told people a lot because they focus on the how and the how is becoming a student in your yeah. calendar in david's world which is step three so the how is like studying your time and where you're applying your effort and energy but when you go to the who it's it's really like Like I used to tell people, focus on the who first, because the question is, who do I need to become? Yeah. But then what I realized is when they don't know what they want, they cannot measure who they need to become in association with the destination that they want to go towards. So the what being first, I think just really reorganizes the mind. And that's why I love David. He's like a mathematician first before anything else. And then you get to the who. And honestly, like, here's the simplest part about that. Like, who do you need to ask directions to? Who do you know that's somewhere where you want to be? Most people just don't ask. Mm -hmm. Like I I asked David to come talk to my mastermind group. That's how I met him. And I filled out a little thing on Guestio, which is like a podcasting platform. I filled it out. I paid the money to have him come speak and then he refunded it and sent email me and then came and did it for free. Frequency, generosity. yes. Yes. See what I'm saying? I knew what I wanted before I asked David to come help. And then after he came and helped, I'm like, wow, how can I spend more time with this guy? And you know what's funny? It was getting time on the calendar, going and visiting him, going to his launch parties, going to SoFi Stadium, going on his TV show. It all became where I was organizing my time, which is categorized in my calendar that I live and die by, right? And it's just really funny how that works.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that and that I love that because it is true. One of the most difficult parts for anyone that you and I, I'm sure, have mentored or talked to is finding out that, that who, and that who I want to serve and who I want to become when, when we only know our, our current, how True. can we really put a name to that or, or an idea to that? And the really, unfortunately, then we get trapped into the comparison. I want to be like that person, or I want to be like yeah. that person, or I want to have what that person is. So what do I have to do to get that? And then it's not really ours. Then it, then it's not really a who it's someone else's who. So I love that idea to start with the what, because you're right. If you look back at all the things we've done, all the things I've done, it really has started with the what. And then because it's what I enjoy, it's what I want to do. It's, it's what I want to become, not who. And then I can align the who with it after I've decided that. That's brilliant.
1: Wow. That so and after yeah. you figure out how, then you apply the now and you do it now. Like the most amount of wasted time that people spend is between problem and solution. So, 100% of the things that we do now get done, which is why everyone should have the do it now strategy that David teaches, which is do it now. Yes. Having adaptable time gives you the ability to do it now. I've started doing that in my world, just conquering, like Jordan Peterson talks about it. If you have this little thing, yes. it turns into a really big thing when you ignore it for too long. And then the yes. final one is just you apply the why. You remember that your thoughts are about your purpose. And after you've done all of that already, you're so much yeah. out of the confusion yeah. stage you can't help it. that you yeah. just you don't ask, what's my big why? It's just you just do right. it. That is your why. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And it creates a momentum. It, it creates a momentum that just keeps you going because you've you've started in that direction and it is aligned with who you are and it is at the energy level that you need to be. It is just beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm I'm telling you, everyone listening. If you're not going to go back and start with the first episode on mindset and listen to these three episodes in succession, however many times you need to drill it in, if you just do that, your life will transform. Thank you, Nick, so much for joining me. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful. I cannot wait for the next time we get to chat and that I get to participate again in the, the incredible things that you're doing. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Much love. Thank you so
0: much. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate, and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit CEOMischiefMaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own.